Hi, I'm Rose Eveleth, and you're listening to the Science Line podcast. This is the sound of science. A few months ago, Science Line reporter and friend of mine, Madeline Johnson, went out to SUNY Stony Brook to talk to Alfredo Fontanini, a gustatory neuroscientist. That's a fancy way of saying that he studies how the brain processes tastes. She wrote a profile on him, which you can read at our website, scienceline.org. When she came back, she told me about all of the sounds that he uses in his lab, which, of course, piqued my interest. So I went down there to visit Fontanini and to see what kinds of noises he's working with. There are two kinds of sounds that Fontanini uses. One of them listens to the rats themselves. So let me see if I can pull out something. Right now, we're looking at a screen that's showing the activity of the neurons in a rat's brain. The rat is anesthetized. And all these rhythms are somehow believed to be related to the sleep rhythms. And Fontanini's graduate student is in the process of implanting electrodes into its gustatory cortex, the area of the brain they think is responsible for processing tastes. So when the rat is presented with a stimulus, like food or water, Fontanini's electrodes can listen for its reaction. Here's what the gustatory cortex, the taste area of the brain, sounds like when the rat is given a splash of water. Those little pops are all action potentials, neurons firing off signals to one another about, well, they're not totally sure. They think that taste and the experience of eating is complicated. You know, if you... Uh, when you eat or when, uh, yeah, when you eat or when you experience a, a, a taste, they're not just, it's not just a chemical analysis of what's in your mouth, right? It's a synthesis between what's, between the chemical components that you have in your mouth, your internal state, which is how hungry, how satiated, your memories, the general emotional context, your company, if you're a person with your, you like, a person you dislike, if you are alone, and uh, a great deal of uh, emotional value of uh, the situation and of the taste. Here's another sound Fontanini hears. That's a rat's voice. Well, sort of. The rats in the lab actually vocalize in the ultrasonic range, which means that we humans can't actually eavesdrop on what they're saying. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Blaine. But there's still a bug stuck in here from last time. The sound you just heard. Has actually been slowed down to 8% of its original frequency, which allows us to hear it. Rats make two kinds of vocalizations. That one. And this one. So the 22 kilohertz is, an, is also believed, it's a stress-slash-alarm call. And uh, when, a, when a rat hears this call, it tends to freeze. Whereas uh, the, the upper, the 50 to 70 to 90 kilohertz, these are very frequency modulated, and so these are very nice chirps, actually. Like... 
Montanini has actually had trouble recording the distress calls in his rats, which is probably a good thing. It means they aren't stressed out. The other kinds of sounds that Fontanini uses don't come from the rats themselves. They come from the instruments. This time, the sounds help the scientists place the electrode. This super, super crazy fine uh, uh, glass electrode. Inside the actual neuron that they're looking at. Before, when we were hearing the action potentials, the electrode picking them up was outside the neurons, recording whatever was going on in the area. To get that super crazy fine electrode into the neuron, you have to go through a lot of other cells. And to keep the tip of your electrode clean, Fontanini hits a little button. Where is it? Buzz. Which runs a little pulse of electricity through the tip to shake loose any gunk that might have gotten inside. So the typical experiment, the typical way to, to go about this experiment is spending a great deal of time in which the two things that you're hearing is... The sounds also tell Fontanini when things aren't going so well. There are two sounds of bad news. This one, or even worse, when you start hearing... Let me turn it down because I don't want to... This type of sound. That means the tip of your electrode is really clogged, which could mean that after 12 hours of this, you have to start over. This sound, Fontini says, can drive you crazy. I think, you know, you go to bed and you have this... Sometimes you feel this is the... You have the feeling that this is the definition of insanity. Using all these sounds, Fontanini is trying to figure out what our brains are doing when we eat. But what is a sensory gustatory area doing? It's responding to the sweetness. It's responding to the goodness. It's responding to the context and the sweetness and the goodness and all of the above. And the reality is that we don't know. To find out the answer, Fontanini is keeping his ears open. This podcast has been brought to you by ScienceLine.org. I'm Rose Eveleth. Thanks for listening.